Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. This one got ugly quick, fast, and in a hurry, Mavs Nation and HoopBall listeners. This is the HoopBall Mavs Podcast. It's Lawrence Brooks, as usual. And for anyone that saw the game, you know that this was a completely lopsided loss for the Dallas Mavericks. They looked flat. They looked outmanned. And they looked a little bit out of sorts for the majority of the game. Um, I don't even know where to start, honestly. I mean, nothing went well for the Mavs. They started out, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. hit two quick threes, and things looked like they might get off, you know, and they might have a spirited run. But, I mean, one thing about it is when you're missing another star like Porzingis and you still have a hobble star, couple that with the fact that the Clippers were – I'm sure we're extremely embarrassed by last game and hearing all the hoopla and thinking thinking about how much they may have wished they had done differently, missed shots, but overall being in the bubble and being around nothing but basketball and basketball coverage, I'm sure they've heard all they wanted to hear about what Luka did to them and how the Dallas Mavericks won that game. And so today showed it. I mean... They didn't. They they came out with a sense of urgency that was very clear that they wanted to send a message that they weren't going to let this game get by them, and that they just wanted to show to themselves and to everyone else that there's no reason they should not win. And so they quickly asserted themselves from the jump. They came out, and I mean they went on a 22-4 run, and. You know, the Mavs had a plethora of turnovers that were just igniting fast breaks, igniting open shots, igniting the momentum and energy going in the going into the Clippers' favor. And you can't really do that against a team like this because they're so athletic. They share the ball really well, and in the open floor, they just have two guys that can finish, and they usually have four guys on the court that can shoot a three, and that just spells trouble all night for the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, Luka didn't really get going um, at all. In the first quarter, there were times where he looked timid. He had Zubak um, switched out on him after a pick-and-roll situation, and instead of getting downhill and into the paint, he settled for a jump shot one time, that air ball, and another one he kicked it to a guy for an open shot, which, um, which, which got knocked down. But overall, he wasn't in attack mode like he was the previous game. And maybe it was some of the residual effect of him 
not being able to push off or not having the explosion he wanted. But either way, he was not himself. And when your leader is not himself, that's usually going to trickle down to the team. At one point, the Mavs gave up 11 straight field goals. 11 straight. And for them, a team that's already not great defensively, that's not going to cut it. Combine that with the fact that they're not making shots. And again, long misses lead to long rebounds, lead to outlet breaks and fast break opportunities for the opposing team. And tonight, the Clippers got everything they wanted. There was no resistance on the Mavs' end in terms of getting stops, in in terms of getting in front of them in transition, locating defenders, being able to be on a string and communicating. All the things that worked for them in Game 4 completely fell apart in Game 5. So give a lot of credit to the Clippers for not necessarily making adjustments from the standpoint of they wanted to you know, do something different schematically, but they just came out with a sense of urgency and a sense of pride that they weren't going to let this game get by them without making their presence felt, and they wanted to do that from the jump. Um, and overall, the Mavs allowed it. They allowed a 32-6 to run in the first half, an 11-0 run in the second quarter, um, and again, missed shots and turnovers are the biggest are the biggest reason for this lead swelling to the amount it did and ultimately giving up the amount of points that they gave up. This was the most amount of points they gave up in a playoff game since 2003. Um, It was 154 points. And majority of the fourth quarter was really just open gym. It was just open gym on television. They weren't really um, looking to make a comeback. They had pulled their starters. They played a lot of reserves. Same thing with the Clippers. They left in Montrezl Harrell. I'm sure they want to get his win back and Paul George played a little longer than maybe anyone would suspect, only because they wanted to probably get him back in rhythm. But overall, the game was pretty much in hand once um, once the fourth quarter got here. And one of the main things that I knew would happen is that the Clippers would come out looking to establish themselves from the beginning. I knew that would be the case, but what I was looking for from the Mavs was were they going to get off to a good start how does Luca look with his ankle coming into this game his body language and just really seeing if he was going to assert himself much like he did in the previous game and just the tenacity that he played with um see if there was any carryover from the Mavs because I knew if they got off to a slow start and you get the Clippers off to a fast start, it was going to be hard for them to recover. And exactly what I envisioned actually happened. And of note, I really was looking, I was also looking to see if the Mavs, or if the Clippers, I should say, were going to change up their coverage on Luka at all in terms of how they play him in the pick and roll. Because so far, they've they've been more than willing to switch and just live with the results but today they, they they hedged a little more aggressively they doubled at times which also got the ball out of his hands and made him a little less aggressive than maybe he would have been but you could just see he was wincing on rebounds as he was dribbling up court he was wincing as he was trying to make moves getting into the paint so maybe his ankle was bothering him a little more than the previous game or maybe it was just the fact that they were losing anytime <laughs> Anytime you're losing, 
or anytime you're getting beat in this fashion, your injuries hurt a little more. It, you actually feel it a little more. And so some of that was probably at play as well because I'm sure having to shoulder such a load and his usage rate is so high, it's just hard to maintain the type of productivity he would customarily like to provide when you're still when you're trying to play on on one leg or one ankle I should say and he ended up playing 31 minutes for the game he ended up with 22 points eight rebounds four assists but he shot six of 17 from the field and that's 35 percent normally Luca's a little better than that he gets in the paint he finds guys there were no there was there wasn't really any um sunshine so to speak or any, you know, glowing marks from anyone's performance today, everyone kind of stunk it up. I mean, you got 19 points from Tim Hardaway Jr., and he played well. I mean, he shot 7 of 14 from the field, 50%, made both of his free throws, 3 of 7 from 3. But again, they were down by so many that it just didn't really matter. He played 25 minutes himself. But you got Dorian Finney-Smith, who, you know, he had 9 points. But he wasn't a factor. Um, Maxi, or I should say Trey Burke and Seth, were both huge in game four. But today, Trey Burke, I would say he probably had about nine points until garbage time. He ended up with 15. Seth Curry didn't get going himself. He only had four points. He played 23 minutes, but he was two for six from the field. He really didn't take many shots. He wasn't as aggressive as he probably wanted to be. And the Clippers just got the, the Mavericks out of a lot of things that they wanted to do. And it just wasn't their night in terms of shooting the basketball. And that's one thing about being a, you know, a team that predicate themselves on making threes and making open jump shots. Sometimes you just don't have it in your legs and sometimes the ball's just not going in the basket. And that was the Mavericks case tonight. They had looks, they had opportunities, but they weren't making shots. And then when you when the team on the other side is making shots, that's going to be a problem. And sometimes it can just snowball. And today, that's exactly what happened. They were not really prepared to deal with the avalanche that the Clippers brought literally all game. And I think with every shot they made, with every move they made, you could just see and sense that they just wanted to make their presence felt and to, to send a statement to the Dallas Mavericks that, you know, last game they feel like they let one slip away. And tonight, that was not going to be the case. And before I continue, let me speak to you about our sponsor for HoopBall, Manscaped. 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of our control, to say the least. But the one thing we can't control is manscaping. All of us. I mean... I know we're in a pandemic, I know no one's going anywhere, but you still want to have some pride in yourself and keep yourself up in a manner that makes you feel comfortable, fresh and clean, and there's no other way to do that than to Manscaped. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you confidence boost throughout your body image, of course, when you look in the mirror and you see you're looking fresh, you're looking clean, all men love that, so do the ladies. We all love that because we love the ladies. And so there's no reason not to have one. On top of the fact that it is waterproof and there's an LED light. So if you're taking a shower in the dark or a candlelit shower, you can see it. 
because there's a light but there's also you can use it in the shower without even getting out or before you get in which is a great thing to have because you can knock it out all at one time you don't have to worry about trying to put this into two events because a lot of times before you get in the shower you like to shave you like to get yourself together then wash up but in this case you can do them both at one time in fact listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code here at manscaped.com that's 20% off with the free shipping at manscaped.com using code triple x it's time to grab 2020 by the horns but first let's shave and keep ourselves together so that we can all be fresh so again the mavericks scrapped this game put this in the put this in the books this one just flush it down the toilet there's not much to see from it i mean if they want to go into you know adjustments for next game none of that probably needs to come from this game except for make shots get luke a little more healthy and be a little more aggressive to start the game on defense because like i said the mavericks already aren't a great defensive team but one thing you can control is communication staying on a string and making sure you stay in front of guys there were a lot of guys that got to the basket tonight um for and ones finishing at the rim i think bovin for a lot of the for a lot of the praise i've given him for playing so well throughout this series he has to protect the rim a little better a lot of times he's right there with the guy coming to the basket and for whatever reason he just doesn't get a deflection a um a stop a guy to to misdirect his shot he has to be more of a presence there at the very least come up and just be a big presence and guard the basket so that goes for everyone stay in front of your man communicate and and have some pride in maybe you don't get a get a stop but don't give up easy bus buckets and tonight they gave up a lot of easy buckets i mean I'm sure the Clippers would love it if this is what happens next game, but I think the Mavericks will play a little more spirited. I think when you're making shots, it actually ignites your defense a little more. You're a little more engaged. You're a little more upbeat. You're a little more um, anticipatory. So if that's the case, they definitely need to make shots next game because um, their defense isn't what they pride themselves on necessarily. They're the best offensive net rating team in the NBA and a lot of times it shows tonight it did not um, so next game I think what they should nest really work on is for one you know hopefully get get Luke a little more healthy at this point it'll be close to six days since the injury so maybe he can get a little more rest a little more treatment and be ready to be a little more aggressive and be ready to make the the Clippers pay or make them have to do something differently with how they're covering him because that's a lot of what happened in game four is just they could not deal with him and tonight for whatever reason he just got off to a slow start and he just never found his footing they were out of rhythm they were out of sync he was out of sorts and i'm sure the injury was bothering him and so like i say that's going to trickle down to the rest of the team because they need him to go in order for them to go because he opens up a lot of their offense he unlocks a lot of opportunities for other guys who are in stand or you know spot up and shoot situations where they can up fake and put the ball in the deck and maybe get another shot off or make someone commit and kick it to someone else quickly which is what they like to do is make you scramble on defense make you help and recover 
and by the time you recover, it's too late because the ball's going in and they're hitting threes at a rate that makes them feel comfortable. And it's a lot easier to play defense when you're taking the ball out of the net as opposed to a long rebound. So, yeah, the, the Mavericks don't really have anything to draw from this game other than to just come back and do the things that they do well, do those better and more consistently. So it will be interesting to see because they always say the closeout game is the hardest. The Mavericks have shown plenty of heart, plenty of fight, plenty of pride this entire run. No one thought it would get to six games, and here we are at six games, and they have another opportunity to get a win, and hopefully they can get Porzingis back because that will help them immensely on both ends of the floor. He's the one guy in this series that there's no answer for. There's no matchup on either end that can deal with him, and if he can play, that will be a, a huge boost to their opportunity to win this game. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out, and they will definitely need their, their bench guys to, to step up and play better. I mean, everyone has to play better overall, but mainly Seth Curry and Trey Burke have been such game changers for them. That will have to continue as well. So hopefully everyone can be clicking on all cylinders and make this a game that will be interesting. And they're playing with house money. I mean, no one thought they would get this far. They're, I'm, I'm sure they're sitting there and they're like, you know, we want to get a win and the Clippers come into this game wanting to end the series which comes with a little pressure itself it doesn't come with the pressure of knowing it's a game seven but at the very least they want to close this out so they can get to the next round and get some rest the Dallas Mavericks have nothing to lose so when, when you're out there playing that free you can be a very dangerous team so I'm interested to see how things play out come Thursday night when they see the Clippers again. So thank you for listening. Again, we don't, <laughs> there's nothing we can really draw from this, everyone. Hootball listeners, imagination. Let's flush this one down just like Rick Carlisle should and just get ready for game six. Um, again, you can find me on Twitter at LBSetIt and also at Hootball Mavs. I always try to live tweet and talk about what I see during the game. Subscribe and download and leave a five-star rating as well. Um, I'm glad for everyone that's listening because I will continue to recap, continue to break down, and continue to speak on what I see from the Mavs games. And we should all be incredibly proud of the show they've put on. They've been very entertaining. This entire series has been super interesting and probably the most interesting of all first-round matchups so far just because of how compelling it is to watch Luka take on a team that has two elite defenders but have really not found a successful way to slow him down other than the fact that he has a sprained ankle so um talk to you guys soon again find me on twitter at lb said it and at hoopball mavs subscribe and download talk to you guys later This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.